Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today you'll notice it is not our normal Thursday morning recording of the podcast. No, I'm I'm I don't have a cup of coffee and I don't have any notes in front of me. No, you don't. But that's <gasps> What's okay. What's going on? You don't need any notes. It's a special edition. Nice. Today on the Erotic Awakening podcast, it's a joint uh, presentation between the Erotic Awakening podcast, the People of Kink podcast nice. and the Dark Side podcast. Nice. So we will be hearing not only you and I, but also Dark Angel, Not Nice, and Crazy Heart will all be up on stage at the Tease event that just recently mm-hmm. passed. We had a big podcast panel. We did. And the question of the day is, or should I say the question of the panel? The question for the panel was... Well, we actually had questions for each other. So some of us came up with questions and it was why you got started, what are the benefits, how important do you think it is? Hello, this is Dark Angel and welcome back to Erotic Awakening, <laughs> to the people of King and to the Dark Side Podcast. We are at uh, Tease 2013, and we are doing a panel here, a podcast, and we are joined by our lovely friends Dan and Don from Hi, Erotic Dawn. Awakening. Hi, Dan. We are joined by the People of Kink podcast. Hi, how you doing? How's Crazy Heart? And myself, Dark Angel, and my partner, Not Nice. Yeah, I'm Not Nice. I should have said my co-ho. Yeah, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the co-ho. Yeah, if I said he's my partner, he you know he gets a little. I like when he says feely. that because he's admitting he's a hoe. Uh, well, I am a hoe. <laughs> now, what we're gonna do is um, we're gonna just do a quick one uh, from each other, our opinions on BDSM podcasting. And uh, since I got a microphone, I'm gonna go first. Um, I've always loved sharing. I've always loved teaching. And when I started a number of years ago doing the podcast, uh, the dark side with not nice. I found it very rewarding personally because it allowed me to share. And then when we expanded uh, and started doing interviews, not only was I sharing, but I was also learning a lot. And we even went, I think it was not nice that really pushed it a little further this way. We went into stuff and did uh, interviews on topics that actually semi-squicked us. And after that, I found actually I I was far less squicked on topics that I'd never thought about or wanted to discuss, but I found someone who was involved in that topic, discussed it with them, they were a normal, lovely human being, and I found it, it you know, didn't squick me as much. So, uh, a number of years ago, we in our area, in southwestern Ontario, we started getting sex shows, and at the sex shows, we would do a community dungeon, which allowed Vanillas their first glimpse. It, it, it essentially was another avenue into our lifestyle and I find that podcasts are actually even easier than that 
to go to a sex show, you got to go out, you got to go into the dungeon. To go to a munch, you got to go up to a venue, you got to check a website. To explore starting using a podcast, the most simple thing is you just pick up your iPhone. Thanks, DA. Um, the reason why I really got into podcasting, I'm crazy heart, by the way. You can't see me on the podcast, <laughs> I guess. Um, was because, and I'm a switch, am I the only switch up here? I think so. And I really wanted to do something for the community. We can hit them. You can hit me because I'm a switch. Yeah, well, that's later. Um, and so I wanted to do something. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to help. And about the time that you actually started your podcast, I had it had come to mind that I might want to do that. And you started it, and so I, I let it go. Let Ye do his thing. And then it came to the fore again. I really wanted to help. What could I do? I've been around for ten years. I I, I think that everybody should give back to the community in some way, whatever little way that is for everybody. And so then, finally, I thought, well, it's time to do the podcast, but what do I do differently? So I decided I was just going to interview people and tell their stories, because there's something to be learned from people's stories, your mistakes, and, and the things that you did well, and what you've seen, and, and all those things to learn. So I can put that out there for people, and it'll be there forever. You know, as long as those servers go on, people can download those things. And it's as simple as that for me, and it's as, I, I take it as a big honor, I, I, I don't feel like... I'm a pillar of the community or anything like that. I don't feel like that at all. Gay and I talk about that sometimes. It's just a service thing for me to put that out for the community, and that's basically it. Go ahead, not nice. Yeah, I got into podcasting because DA asked me. <laughs> that's pretty simple. How do you so, guys? No, yeah. hang on. So, so yeah, really, the, that's why I got into it. How I got into it, or why I actually said yes, uh, is a little bit of a backstory there. I, I, I was doing. Uh, um, kind of got on the radio show with the people from the O team first. Um, they were here earlier. Uh, they're gone now. But that let that opened me up to being able to talk into a microphone because believe it or not, I have had throughout my whole life huge social anxiety issues that would prevented me from even talking into a microphone or getting up here on stage. Even if there was only one person out there, I, I couldn't do it. I, I had giant social anxiety issues. And this lifestyle, first off, has given me a sense of identity that has allowed me to um, open up and become much more myself, really, that I could be. It, it's funny how success is the best um, fix for anything that you've got going on. And uh, the, the BDSM lifestyle and finding my own within it has allowed me to feel comfortable talking about myself and um, going down this podcasting road. So really, that, that's what it is. And I love to educate. So as much as I like putting it out there and, and helping people get into the BDSM and discovering it, discovering themselves and finding the path that they're on, Really, it's it's a lot of this is about me because I love the education that I get out of it. I love learning, and uh, the exploring and the learning that we've done together on the podcast has opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. So really, it's all about me. All about you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On to you guys. Okay. Well, I'm with uh, not nice on this, and that I like to educate. So Dan and I have been presenting for about eleven years, twelve years, something like that now, and. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't close enough to the mic again, so I will get very close. 
but um, just love to educate. So we've been presenting for a very long time and wanted to reach a larger crowd. So we had something to say, an experience to share, and just wanted to share it with more people. And we've been doing this for four years now. We're like on for Erotic Awakening on episode 260-something, and we're still sharing, and we're still finding people to talk to and share more things, and we're still getting emails from people saying, you know, you guys make this actually sound sane. You know, society doesn't tell me this is a sane way to live, but you guys make it sound kind of normal, and, you know, they're, they're really surprised when they meet us um, that we are just regular people, so... I really like that and like getting it out there and different topics and things like that. And this is Dan from the Erotic Waking Podcast, and I can't shut up. <laughs> Let's be honest here. I just can't shut up about stuff. So the podcast, after doing the presenting, after doing the, uh, the books and all that, is just another venue for us to share the experiences that we have. But more so, what we found as we travel around is that we're meeting more and more interesting people. We're meeting people that are into weird or different, or stuff that we just haven't thought of before, or they look at it from different ways. I mean, Dom and I have been doing the power exchange thing for about 10 years teaching it, and some, and just a, two days ago I met a Norse Viking MS power exchange style, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh wait, let me get a microphone. Now, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it's just a wonderful opportunity to share with not only, as DA was saying, we learn stuff ourselves, but we also get to share with a wider group of people that never make it to these events, that have not, for whatever reason, decided to leave the house yet. And as Don said, when you get an email from somebody saying, you know what, I, I haven't, I've decided I'm not ready to go to an event, but what you guys talk about kind of stirs something in my heart. That's, that's huge, you know. That just keeps, keeps feeding us and uh, keeps going. Uh, okay, we're doing this as a panel, so it swung back to me. Um, and actually, we're, go we're going freeform here. So we were going to do some questions. And actually, I got one question I'm going to ask everybody on the panel. And that is, have, uh, can you give a little feedback on things that your listeners have given you feedback on that have directed or shaped your podcast? And the one thing uh, that I'll answer, answer that same question is, I've had a few that really warm my heart. Because um, what people say is that Not Nice and I don't put a big pretense on it. We kind of, we, 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 we keep it lighthearted, but serious. We joke around. We have fun. And what was it the one person said just recently? They, that we, we demystify. We demystify. We, we take, because there's a lot of confusing and um, uh, information out there which conflicts its the other information out there so really one of the problems with the BDSM information online is that it's information overload and a lot of it kind of is makes it seem more complicated than what it is because there's a lot of different paths and avenues to BDSM and it's so what you have out there is a lot of information coming at it from a zillion different directions so it seems very complicated for new people coming into it because they're afraid of possibly having some huge social faux pas at their first event or whatever they have, you know, it just seems like such a high hurdle to get into. And then they listen to the podcast, and the first thing they say is that, wow, it's, I, I think I can do that. I, I think the one thing that, that I found from, it, from that specific feedback, which I really did like, 
was that um, I think that as a podcast, as educational, it's one person listening to just one or two people. It feels more personal, that, that sharing. For the listener, it feels more personal than if you go and you're just one person in a crowd at, a, at, a, at an event. And I, I, I like that. That Actually, I didn't even think of it from that viewpoint. And I like that. So, and I know for, um, for me, I'll actually talk about, a lot of people hear about theory. So, and we can actually talk about experience. And if we don't have the experience, we go find somebody that does so that they can talk about experience. And I get a lot of emails from um, slaves and submissives because I'll talk about my past baggage. We'll talk about our hurdles. We'll talk about the, <coughs> the deep stuff that a lot of people don't want to talk about because they try to keep that, that face on. You know, so we'll talk about the crap and how we got through it and we get a lot of feedback from that. So helping people out. Well, I, I guess where where it comes around for me is what people say to me is that, you know, you guys are, are not nice and, and yeah, are more educational based as in taking a topic and going there, which is really, really well needed. But for for me is what I hear from people is they say yeah, I, I heard that to do this, I had to do that. But when I heard that so-and-so did it and failed or so-and-so did it, I know that I can do it or I know that I can fail at it and still do it. So what I try to do is I just say, well, I, I'm not going to discriminate against anybody. I'm going to try to keep as an open mind as I can and get as many stories told as I can so that there's an experience there for everybody. And and I think that they're both needed. You need to get the education. You need to know that it's okay to fail and it's okay and if you do those things, that this is what can happen for it to not fail and you can succeed. Dan? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question for everybody. And, and we talked about it on your podcast, DA. Um, is, is, would you guys consider any subjects uh, on the podcast that you would not talk about? If somebody wanted to talk about having sex with a goat, not nice. Um, w- would you not do that because of moral issues or legality? So I'll take, uh, I will not talk about anything that's clearly illegal because that's just dumb. It puts me in a poor position and it's not the right venue for it. The Erotic Awakening podcast is not the right venue to deal with um, real slavery that happens in some countries. Just not the right venue for it. Uh and there are some topics that if they don't interest me at all, and I'm not even interested in learning about them, I'm not going to cover them. Because there's other podcasts out there. I'll kick them over to somebody else. I'll say, hey, go talk to DA if you want to talk about hey. <laughs> kangaroos suit sex or whatever. Um, but, you know, the, 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 ch- the key for me is the, po- the Erotic Awakening podcast has to be fun for Dan to listen to. Every Thursday morning we publish, every Thursday afternoon I listen to it. And if I'm not enjoying it, then, uh, you know, something's, you know, I'm not going to keep doing it, you know. So uh, that's that's my take on it. Anyway. Yeah, intellectually speaking, I, I think that I enjoy thinking about and discussing virtually anything out there. Being an adult, I think, means that you can open your mind to virtually anything. So really, I don't think there's anything that, I, that really I, I couldn't have a discussion with somebody about, whether it was sex with goats or whatever. You know, to me, I'd be fascinated to talk to somebody 
who was into something that totally squicked me. Or even societally. I don't think we're going to shock any of the Dark Side podcast yeah. listeners, but not nice as a sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, societally, there are some areas that we just won't go. And, you know, I do understand that we need to protect certain elements of, of our society from other elements. You know, there's, there's child molesters out there. There's horrible people. There's people that uh, are non-consensual. They, they go out and they rape people. Uh, I, I want to get to talk to anybody about any of these things. While they might squick me or bother me on some level, I, I think shining light on some of these subjects and talking about them helps us grow. It helps us understand. Uh, to me, one of the, the greatest, I think, problems we have is that societally we won't talk about some of these things. I really hate that um, people that admit that they're attracted to kids are basically become um, sexual predators without actually being a predator. Just the fact that you're attracted to goats or whatever doesn't mean you're going to go out and fuck a goat. It just means that's what you're attracted to. You know, most of us have consent. We won't go out and rape an animal or something like that. So I, I really, it bothers me that um, as a society, we would shut that down and cut down the avenue, the, the support for these people that they can get uh, to help them deal with these desires that they have, which um, I, I, I applaud them for, for not going out there and, and raping animals or kids or whatever. So, yeah, so I, I think as I really like the fact that we can discuss, we can, and that, that's how we grow. That's how, as a society, we get past some of these hurdles. Like BDSM. BDSM, yeah, like in, in some societies around the world, what we do is illegal, and that you know people could be locked up uh, for doing what we do in other societies around the world. And I'm glad that you know our society has got to the point where at least you know we can do a podcast about it. Certainly, we can't um, be totally open yet, anyways, to possibly our coworkers or our work. You know, some of the people in the world in our society have possibly morality clauses that they have to worry about and they, they can't, they, they possibly could lose their job for doing what we do. And, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to the day that, that we can get there, that they can be safe doing what they're doing. And really, it's, it's talking about it. Like they say, you know, the, the, the gay people got where they got to by talking about it, by opening up owning. to, by owning it and by coming out and you know, possibly someday we can come out and uh, and then it'll be a better world for us. Um, and we had that discussion and, and I agree with you, Dan, and, and I also agree with you, and this is something that I have really struggled with since we had that conversation on DH Podcast, is why I asked it, because I was curious to hear what everybody said. For me, it's do I make the people of kink about Crazy Heart or do I make the people of kink about the people of kink? Now, there's two thoughts on that. You know, I am the host and I am the face of, of the people of kink and maybe some people do listen because I'm the host. I don't know that. I can't answer that without people telling me. But I, I just, I, I haven't got to anything I wouldn't talk about yet. Although in my mind, I think there's maybe a few things. But... Sometimes what's going to happen is that I'm not going to know about it because I don't pre-screen people. They're going to be coming along, they're going to be talking about a DS relationship, and, oh yeah, by the way, we had sex with a goat the other night. Now what do I do? Do I stop? I, I don't know. 
Can you edit it out? I don't do that. I don't agree with that. Interview the goat. Interview the goat. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just one of those things. That means yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. You have uh, means no. See? You have to know the difference. You know that's one of the skills, right? You, you know too much about this. Man. I'm, so I'm saying no more. So it was just—it's just one of those things. Is where again, I, I think I, I'm kind of going with not nice here. Is, is does that story need to be told? And I think for a lot of people, yes. And I don't think I'm—I'm I'm leaning on the side of I, I can't put my morality on on the people's stories. Because it's not about me, it's about the people of kink, right? That's what I say, and I really mean that. And, and that whole saying came out at the end, the first time I ever said that, it just happened. I didn't plan it, it just came out. So for me, I, I, I think that's what I, what, where I'm going with it, is that it's a story, and I'm willing to tell. If I, if I thought somebody was hurting a kid or something, that would be a little bit different. You know, I, I think that's a bridge that I'll have to cross when I get there. That's it. So, well, I know for me, I'm, I'm kind of a Dan. I like the fun part of this. We mm-hmm. record this at 6 o'clock in the morning. Anything that's too heavy is just not <laughs> going to work. So, and there, there are a couple of topics that would um, trigger me. So, <coughs> I, I would rather not go there to those topics, even though it works for a lot of people. So, we're lucky. We have a couple of other hosts on our podcast, and I can kind of throw it their way. So, and because they have more skill, more knowledge... They're the ones that are better able to handle a couple of those topics. So, and that just makes it fun all the way around. Uh, first off, I don't remember what I said on his podcast. So, <laughs> it was on your podcast. Oh, it was on my podcast. I don't yeah. remember what I said on that. So now I'm going to have a like completely different story and look like a fucking ass. I don't Thanks listen to our podcast, so I can't help either. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I think that. I, I can't agree with Dan in the black and white, if it's illegal, I don't want to talk about it, because many of the things we do are illegal, and, and it, it goes from state to state. So, But that's that's too wishy-washy an answer. So, I, for the most part, I agree with you, but it's it's kind of, it's still uh, shades of gray. I think... How many shades of gray? <laughs> oh, don't go not, there. Not 50 shades of gray, that's for sure. You went there. No, you, you pushed me there, Fifty damn Shades it. of Goats. You <laughs> see, Not Nice really is centric around this goat thing. And I think one day we're just going to have to fucking say fuck it and do a goddamn goat interview. We're really. I'm glad you didn't say fuck it. We're just going to have to do a goddamn goat. <laughs> um, but I think as far as topics that I'm not interested in, I am a little bit fascinated by the extreme as well. And Not Nice, I think, is way the fuck out there. He's a mad scientist, and, and i got to say, what he brings to the podcast, uh, he's a good friend, he's an extremely intelligent person, I love being, uh, you know, doing the podcast with him. I mean, the, the fucking energy is amazing. And sometimes the energy is more amazing than I feel than perhaps my listeners do. Um, because he always surprises me, he always brings something extra to the table. And I would honestly say that he actually is pulling me in that direction. Um, his opinion, what he's talking about, I'm, I'm now actually kind of, instead of being a little, uh, you know, hesitant, I'm actually, yeah, okay, yeah, he, he's got a point. Yeah, I'm rubbing off on him. More oh. than he knows. I'm not, I don't really think that was negotiated. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, if we actually found someone <clears throat> Pardon me. Who had sex with dogs, for example, and would actually talk to us? I think that 
we would definitely go through the recording. I'm not sure I would I would hesitate whether or not I would put it up live because it would have to be something that you actually you know I don't know where that's going to be. I mean that's that's a dark area. That's somewhere I've never thought of or gone before. Would I record it? Yes. Would I put it out there, which is the next step? I don't know. I can't answer that right now. That might be a bridge too far for me, but I would definitely want to see because it's not actually, this is not nice as thoughts, but he stuck it in my fucking head. Yeah, I like putting things in And just that. (laughs) But think about it. Uh, What about someone who has something and for some reason, and it's very unfortunate, you're right. I feel sorry for them intellectually. They still make me fucking shiver. If someone is attracted to something, and that's what attracts them, they can't help themselves. So let me put this in a different perspective. How many times do you guys get emails from people saying, I've never been to an event, but fortunately I found your podcast and it's introduced me to BDSM. I get those all the time, right? Lots. Yeah. Lots. Yeah. I also get the impression that those people, when I interview somebody about play uh, piercings, they're assuming, oh, well, Dan and Dawn believe play piercings are healthy, good part of BDSM. I guess it's okay. You, you got a point there. Um, now, actually, that's where I was going. Because I had the, I had that, I had this. I don't think actually it was on any recording. I had, I had this conversation uh, with my good friend here, Crazy Heart. When Crazy Heart was first coming out with his podcast, he said a few things that rubbed me the wrong way. And we had this conversation. It is now it's just fun. It's it's a hoot. Uh, just to to illustrate, Crazy Heart has gone his own personal path. Okay, I, I skipped ahead. First, I'll explain it. What Dan's saying is we have uh, almost uh, fiduciary responsibility. I look at it from from a business. We have an extreme responsibility to our listeners to be responsible for what content we put out there, and that's really what you're saying. Am, am I correct, Dan? Uh, thank you. Okay. If I and, was a podcast, I would have been able to say that properly. <laughs> and we do. So, but having said that, Dan, the conversation I had with Crazy Heart was he has had his own personal path. And and he was fledgling putting out, it was his first 10 podcasts. And he kept saying something. And what I simply said to him was, that is what you feel in your heart That's your that worked for you. You actually have to watch how you say it and how you put it out there. Because, just what Dan just said, when your listeners are listening and they said, oh, DA has put his seal of approval on fucking a goat. Well, actually, that would be not nice, but anyway. You do. We have a responsibility, and it's not... It's uh, self-censoring. Self-censorship. And it's because if you put it out there, you got to be careful. And we, we got... You can't get it back. You have to own it when you put it out there. So to, to just to illustrate it, and, and and I love Crazy Heart. So this is really I'm, I'm, this is not a negative. Um, Crazy Heart was saying that the bet to be the best dominant. Paraphrase it, it, correct me. The best dominants are ones who started out as submissives. And what I was explaining to him was that is has been your path. You feel as though you're a better dominant because you started as a submissive. But by putting out a platitude that you absolutely believe in without the 
without shaping it properly, such as the path that I have chosen has made me a better dominant because I started as a submissive, that might work for some people, that might not work for others. And he didn't think about it previously, but and, and in our conversations he said, oh, okay, I, I, I see what you're saying. And what I was saying to him was, you do realize that perhaps there's a dominant out there who's, who's not interested in submission, and essentially you just insulted them. Mm-hmm. And he didn't think about that. So, I mean, that was me trying to, uh, you know, doing a little fellowship with a fellow podcaster and explaining the, the, the point that Dan just made. How you put it out there is very important. What you put out, you're right, Dan, picking the topics. But I think how you put it out there can allow you to dance around and get to some of the topics that Not Nice is talking about still safely. And one of the things I always try to say is, well, this has worked for me. I don't know if it'll work for you. Or, as I believe I did in the the just previous podcast, this is my opinion. Your mileage may vary. Now I just say just to piss you off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody else have a question? Or want I, to wanna, I just want to add one more little thing about that whole part there. Is we did a um, uh, podcast. We did an interview with a guy who dresses up like a Nazi. And I that kind of squigs me out. I'm like, whoa, that's not cool, man. You know, that whole killing Jews thing. That's fucked up, man. You can't do... But my dick said, that's kind of hot, isn't it? I said, no, cock, shut up. But it's <laughs> interesting, you know, sometimes... Those squiggy, squiggy things are the things that uh, that you gotta talk about a little bit to see how they deal with you. So, yeah, one of the things that I I hate, I don't want to be, is the thought police. You know, you can be the axe police. You can say, you know, what you are doing is wrong. I'm the booby police. But you don't want to say what you're thinking is wrong because that that goes into uh, an area that I really just hate to be. And one of the ways, like talking some of these subjects is that, you know, how you're saying the, how you bring up the subject or where you're going to go with it. You know, it's one of the things, if you look at Hollywood and you look at some of the TV shows or movies and you see the way BDSM was portrayed, was that it's okay to show BDSM as long as it showed where the person's doing it is fucked up or it's wrong or something like that, then they can show it. That's the way it's been portrayed in a lot of the shows is and that's how they put it in there you know certainly it's it's great as as a thing for for making it maybe possibly more entertaining you know because it's that kind of shit that that maybe gets ratings uh but yeah i but then again it, it's been sad that possibly that's why that they makes it okay because yeah we'll show bdsm or we can show a lot of these fucked up things but as long as we show that it's wrong then it's all cool yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Anybody else have a question I want to ask? I have one thing I, I wouldn't mind asking. Um, I got a short one. So, what was your favorite podcast to do? Hmm. Now everybody's going to think. <laughs> I, I, I can say mine first. Okay. Um, I, I have two types of podcasts that I do, yeah. And, and DA knows. Um, first of all, I have friends that I know. And then I have people that I do by Skype that I don't know. So, I don't know what to expect. But Princess Rain was my my podcast I did. If she's just a good friend of mine, I, I knew her very. I thought I knew her very well, and then I did the podcast, and it ended up being a two hour podcast. So we had to split up, and it was shocking. And I I remember being there, going, "Holy fuck! Like what the hell? How did I never know this about you?" And it's the most listened to podcast that I have, and and she gets still to this day gets um, 
messages saying, wow, you changed my life because of the things that... She went through a lot of shit and, and basically on that podcast, puked it all out on the table and got it all out and put it out there for the world. And we got done the podcast and she just hugged me and cried after. And it was the most amazing thing for me. I, I just never thought that I would ever have that on a podcast. It was amazing. That was it for me. Me? Oh, okay. Um, I guess Is the, it goats? Yeah, no. <laughs> I think, you know, some of the interviews we've done have been great. Uh, but I, I think the most enjoyable I've had has probably been uh, sharing my own story when we talked about my backstory and then the two we did on rope porn. I think the, you know, talking, my, my, that's my primary love of this rope and being able to talk about it. And I, I, I've got a couple messages from uh, people, uh, you know, some of my groupies, I guess you'd call them, saying that uh, they, they just love, they can tell when I'm talking about rope, I just become much more animated and lively and they can tell that's where my passion is. So, uh, you know, and I found them the most enjoyable as well. So I, I love sharing that. And I guess when it comes to the podcast, I guess that's what I love sharing the most too. There was a point where Don and I ran for a uh, international master slave title, and uh, we, uh, what is it we did not do? We did not win. We did not win. So uh, a couple of weeks after that, we recorded a kind of a blog experience, what that was like for us. And uh, for some reason, that one, although I don't know that it was very, I don't know how well it was received by the listeners, it was very cathartic for me, and it was very cathartic for for us to go through that without, and, and to be able to share what that experience was like for us. Um, so that, that, and, that and, and, and the one where we got to watch somebody masturbate with a Hitachi was fun, but for a different reason. <laughs> so see, and you stole mine. So that's exactly the one I was thinking of, is where we got to uh, self-process, and we don't have time to like write anymore, or, or you know, to, to actually process and journal. So it was really neat to sit across from each other and talk about something that was so, so, so deep, and and to just just put it all out there. So and then okay, so I got to say the the other one though is is when you pained me. <laughs> so sometimes we get uh, toys in so that we can uh, do little uh, um, like product reviews, and Maui Kink sent us some stuff. Yay! So Dan put me over the spanking bench, and I got the. Oh my God! The fireman's hose and uh, just some different rattan stuff and just yeah, that was awesome and it got turned into a ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think back, it's, it's been a long road. I I don't necessarily think that I have one favorite. I have some that that I remember the energy, and that's really what what works for me. Uh, um. There's been a little while, and Not Nice and I, uh, we've gone through uh, some ups and downs as far as scheduling. And I would say that they're, they're in, that, in that ups and downs, there was a couple where uh, he's been bit really busy with family stuff, and, and I've been really busy with, with, well, doing teas, for example. Yet, we're able to pull shit out of our hat, and we just come up with a topic. Hey, do we have a topic? No. Well, what do you want to talk about? And we, we pull a topic out of our hat. I think one time we did uh, DMs, which just being a DM. And what came out of that was a, a just between him, back and forth, talking about a topic. And there was a whole lot of fucking energy, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed um, making myself think. The th I, see, I enjoy the, the teaching and the sharing. And part of that is 
challenging myself to make sure I articulate from the beginning and the basics to the intermediate and, the, and, and, and then working on the advanced. And I try to, every topic I try to make sure, okay, do we have any tricks and tips, suggestions, how to do it? And I really love stories. I, I, it's probably come out in our podcast because, like even today, oh, well, there's, there was this one time at band camp. And I really find those, and actually it's, it's very similar to the people of King. Mm-hmm. Telling a story, I've always found, is the best way to illustrate. Because you can both show your own humanity and your own exploration and your own uh, expansion as a person or as a dom or as a sub. And I really like those. Um, now, one of them that actually does stand out, I'll tell two that actually stand out. One was the three podcast series we did with newbies. And actually, one of those was uh, sitting next to me, Crazy Hard here. Yep. I found it very rewarding and enjoyable because I think, and I still to this day, when we have when newbies contact me, I send them to podcasts, Dark Side Podcast, 15, 16, and 17. It has got so much of someone who's been out for a year, or a year as a dominant, and it shares their story, and and the stories are very helpful. The other one that sticks out in my head is uh, number seventy-eight, which I did with uh, White Rabbit, who's uh, who's collared in service to me, because similar to the one with Rain that you'd mentioned, uh, Crazy Heart, she said some stuff that I wasn't aware of. I was interviewing her because she is an oral fixated, an oral addict. Um, in plain terms, she loves to suck cock. And in the middle of the, middle of the interview, to explain the topic, she was saying that, well, she'd always like sucking cock, but you, sir, actually enhanced it, brought it out, focused it, and now she orgasms from just sucking cock. And I thought... Oh shit! I wish I'd have known that before the podcast. <laughs> so, like, the, it's the energy that actually grabs me more so than the topics, because, like I said, not nice and I have pulled some topics out of her ass, and I've gotten huge energy from those. Cool. Anybody else got any more questions? questions? Okay. Not nice. You haven't asked any questions. Uh, I'd like to ask everybody here: uh, Has it has anybody had like one aha moment doing this? that they can share where they've had like a epiphany or something like that. Wow. In what regard? Well, either the podcasting or BDSM or somewhere along this path that you've been on where you had something that just kind of, oh, wow, you know, that's that's anything like that. Just I hate to put totally on the spot with some kind of open-ended question like that. But, uh, but yeah, something like that. Team gives me the microphone. I can't think of anything at the moment. And you know what? After God, how many episodes? There should be something that's popping out, but nothing's coming to mind. I I have one. Um, It it was with somebody that that uh, when when I interviewed them, um, I thought was kind of coming from the gay male aspect of things. And then started to talk about being gender fluid. And I had no fucking clue what gender fluid means. And it totally changed how I looked at our community and how we, we label the community. Like, 
this, this event is called pansexual. But that's more of a label to say to everybody out there that we accept everybody. And a Fluid, uh, as a male, he, he was saying that he, he didn't, um, he, he had thought about transitioning, but then decided not to. Didn't consider himself male, didn't consider himself female. And, and I remember almost not being able to talk to him because I didn't know what to say. It was just okay. And then now I've actually run into a female that's the same way. So now it, it's just, that's, to me, I was going to ask a question earlier, you know, has this changed you as a kingster? And I think for me it has just because of that one thing because it just opened my, my mind up that much further just from something that I didn't even understand before. I didn't even know we were going there. So that was pretty cool. That answer for you? Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of very kind of similar to mine in that uh, I had an aha moment when I saw – when I first got into this, I was very much uh, polarized in terms of this and that, you know doms and subs and tops and bottoms and you know gay and straight and then you know you get the buy and then you get switches and then you get the things in between and that that's the choice of three but then the the aha it opens up is when you can conceptualize in your mind that that gray area if i want to say that word again in between you know really everything you can think of is on a scale of this to that, you know, dom to sub, you know. And so when my mind actually opened up to letting me see that and, and then understand that not everybody fits into this little box that allows me to understand how they work or how they think or uh, that there's a whole range of ways people can be, then it's like I went from being a black and white world to a color world. The one that comes to my mind is I was interviewing, Don and I were interviewing someone named Lady Elsa. She's a uh, presenter down in, uh, based out of Indianapolis, uh, Indiana in the United States. And we were doing a uh, presentation, or she was uh, being interviewed about being, uh, about spiritual topic. And as the interview went on, it went from being an interview to having being a conversation. And then it went to her teaching me. And I felt like I wanted to sit at her feet and say, tell me more, oh wise person. And she kept glancing at the podcasting gear, and I said, no, no, fuck the podcasting gear. <laughs> Keep talking. I need to know this shit. Uh, so that was pretty neat. Um, I, th- I can't actually say it'd be, uh, it was an aha, but I think uh, a positive that I've gotten, uh, not so much as an aha, but more of a gradual evolution, is my conceptualizing of... Uh, Compersion and poly has grown a lot. And I think part of that is not the sharing part, but actually the learning from other people. And listening to, listening, actually listening, this is both the people I've interviewed and, and the podcasts I've participated on, as well as listening to you guys' podcasts as well. You know, because I've, I can't honestly say that I don't get ideas and thinking about great thoughts. And I thought, Wow, you know, the the interview with Rain, for example, which which had such huge, um, it, it 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 had such energy and it was amazing. It actually encouraged me um, across my feet on FetLife. We're all part of FetLife. Uh, was a girl who um, 
had been raped, but was actually raped. She was a model from Michigan, and she went to a, a modeling uh, gig that was uh, that was scheduled and uh, through uh, Model Mayhem, I believe it's a website where models and and photographers are able to hook up and 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 work. And she was raped and. I think what I've gone through and, and, and the the things that I've experienced doing the podcast has grown me both through the poly stuff as well as being interested in helping others share their stories. And I approached her very tre- trepidly. Uh, I was really worried of how to properly uh, say, hey, I want to interview you. Uh, we're not shock jocks. Um and initially she was like extremely, she had put a, a video out of herself explaining how she had been raped. And she put this on FetLife, so she really was out there and really wanted to share it. And when I contacted her, soon thereafter the video came down. She was very open, she wanted to do the interview. Um, and we had it, we exchanged several uh, emails. And then I never heard from her again, so it, I was actually worried. So I think that my, what, what, what the podcast for me has done has been a slow evolution of empathy as well as uh, fixing my own personality and setting my own personality for the poly lifestyle and being able to go there. So I, I, kind of round about what I've been doing. Anything else for anybody? Oh, these guys. Does anybody have a question? Oh, silence. That's not good. Okay, well, I, I've got a couple of questions. Um, for new people coming and following in our footsteps about doing podcasting, uh, I, I like to share, and actually, uh, you know, uh, when, when Crazy Heart came out, I, I wanted to share with him and if you had any questions or, or wanted any help, I wanted to be available for him. But part of that is, okay, sometimes people say, oh, you run a podcast, you got got 1,000 listeners or 20,000 listeners a month, etc. Um, they, they're worried about, like, what advice would you give for someone following in our footsteps? For myself, the first thing I would say is be consistent. Uh, you know, if you're going to do a monthly podcast, do it monthly. If you're going to do it weekly, do it weekly. If you go do it whenever you want, do it whenever you want. But have that consistency. Dawn has to push me some weeks to do the podcast because I don't feel like it. I just didn't sleep enough or I just jerked off and it hurt or something. And I don't want to. So be consistent and find your own voice. I did in the beginning, I would listen to a podcast. I would listen to like Kevin Pollock's chat show. I'd really enjoy it. So our podcast, I would like to push it to be more like that. Or I would listen to... This Week in Tech, which has nothing to do with anything. But I like that, and I would move it, or Big Fatty, or all these other podcasts. And Dawn's very good at reminding me, keep mm-hmm. your own voice. So come up with your own voice. Find out what your shtick is, and, and stick with it. And don't listen, and this is weird, don't listen to a single client, or a single listener, because I, I, I at one event, Madtown King Fest, within 20 minutes, I had one listener come up to come up to me and say, oh, I love your podcast. I really love the part where you guys do the bantering in the beginning. You just chitter-chat and all that. That's so much fun. Without, not 20 minutes later, I had another person come up to me and say, oh, I love your podcast. 
the interview parts. That first 20 minutes is so boring. I skip it, right? <laughs> and I, if you catch yourself thinking one or the other is right, then the other one must be wrong. So, you know, for myself, as we try and find some balance of what do we, what's our voice, and 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 you know, try and be that voice. So I very much agree with Dan. So find your voice, be consistent. Um, make it, if you find your voice, your passion for this is going to come through. So, and there's nothing more important than finding your passion. There are so many podcasts out there, and people have so many choices that if you find something that's unique, you find something that you're passionate about, that comes through, they're more than likely to listen to what you have to say. So I, I think I, I really, DA runs that business side of the podcast. I, I just talk and shoot shit. Uh, but really, you know, I, I try to find out, you know, he looks at the numbers. I should spend more time looking at the stats. I'm kind of a stats numbers type guy. And, you know, to me, I like getting not only the feedback, but if we saw a spike in numbers, you know, I'm, I'm trying to dig in to try and find out why we saw that spike in numbers. Um, you know, what was it about that particular podcast that, that made so many more people want to listen to it? And, uh, and then, you know, to, so I'm like a, I, I like being like a little bit of a detective. You know, I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff. And hopefully, you know, so if people want to, if they're into the whole metrics thing, uh, yeah, dig into that and, and then use that to your advantage. You know, try to figure out why your number spiked and, and then uh, go for that. Well, since I'm the newest person here as far as podcasting, we just went by a year. The thing, I, I guess I should say, the thing that surprised me the most, and, and it wasn't that I didn't, DA was the first one, yes, that I didn't expect the help, but I didn't expect as much help as I got, and reach out to the community. I will certainly help anybody with any questions that you have. I don't look at anybody up here as my competition at all. We are all part of this community. We all do our part for this community, and there's, I hope every single person out here starts a podcast tomorrow, and I'll help you with that. The, the help has been, like, overwhelming at times. And, and I'll, I, I had a problem one day. I couldn't get a podcast up, and uh, I, I get a, a email in from Action Masslecast. Hey, I could help you with this. Go to this link, and he solved it, just like that. And, you know, but that's how we are. We become friends, and, and it's just like going to an event and playing with, with people and being around. It's the same thing. Accept that help. Reach out to these people. They're all going to help you. These two down here, Dan and Don, they're awesome. DA's been awesome. He talks to me all the time. He listens to my podcast, and we all listen. I, you guys listen to my podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> the last one was a chick from Australia. Oh, yes. That's good. But I should qualify with saying I don't actually have a podcast right now because my site went down today yeah. because we had too many downloads. <laughs> what a problem to have. I, I, I rarely listen because I don't even listen to my own podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the, uh, the one bit of feedback I'm going to give is actually something that, once again, it's a little outside the, the box. And not nice is the one who, who said something and made me think. Go outside your comfort zone. If you're going to do a podcast, get your experience based on what you like. The very first one I did was DS and Protocol. It's, it's the shit that I like. And I've found having a co-host co uh, co actually helps this. Because I say, what, what's jazzing you this week? And he picks out a topic. I think the second topic was on uh, BDSM photography etiquette. And I never, I never would have thought of it. 
so I got a chance actually to listen and learn and and then we find interesting people to interview and they're on like for example we'd mentioned and I'll mention it uh, age play I have a, a, a good friend who was in training in a training caller with me for six months and she is into age play now when we were together <coughs> pardon me I would do what's called a reset if uh, when she was with me and she started act, slipping into doing age play I'd smack her upside the back of the head I said that was a reset and that's because that's what she does with her daddy not with me and initially I was I was I can't say I was squicked by that age play it's just it, it, it didn't make me comfortable it wasn't it didn't fit with me but then we interviewed her and and at you know, in retrospect, I totally understand why not. And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. Because he likes going outside the box. And I was starting to go outside the box. And I and honestly say that the, the more growth I've had has been uh, by talking about things that I don't know about than it is talking about things I do know about. And now I'd say that I'm much more comfortable talking and interacting and, and smiling when friends of mine who are age play... I, I think it's a hoot now, and and it's not a it's it's taken off the squick factor, and I really like that. Yeah, that's uh, when it, in terms of getting outside. Certainly, when when you're podcasting, you gotta keep to be yourself as much as possible. But trying to get outside of your own personal—that's how you grow. You grow by getting outside your comfort zone. If you you just live your life on your comfort zone, you're basically being a couch potato in your life. And uh, you, by exploring, by getting outside of that comfort zone, not only do you grow yourself, but your podcast becomes more interesting. Now, that was on the topic side, about the energy side. I'll also say on the equipment side. <laughs> and I'd like us to go back down the road on the equipment side. I think I, uh, I had a friend who uh, was a sound engineer. And I had no fucking idea what the fuck I was doing. No fucking clue. And I did also talk to the... the to the, to the O-team guys as well, and got their advice. But in all honesty, they, they were a little baffling, and they just confused the fuck out of me. <clears throat> so I went back to my engineering uh, sound friends, and he told me what to get and how to get it, and, and, and he helped me through some issues that I had. And um, But I'll also say, inadvertently, he put me way high-end, and I, I, I blew a whole lot of fucking money. You don't have to blow a whole lot of money to start podcasting, and that's the advice I would pass back. If, if you really enjoy it, the, the other thing I found out is most podcasts don't make it past the 10th episode. So spend the money if you get past the 10th episode. <laughs> That's really my advice. And I, I'd agree with DA on that one. I started with, uh, I'm a Mac user, so my Mac and a really crappy mic. I guess the first thing that I would say you'd buy is a decent mic. Because if you can't get the sound quality in, it's going to sound like crap coming out. And that's where I spent. I, I'm now at the point, I've been around for a year, I'm getting there, that I need to, to, to go up in equipment. But you don't, it's not expensive. You, you are going to spend some, some money on, on your provider. Don't go to mine, they suck. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, but, you know, you know it, it will cost you money. You're not going to make money doing this. It's going to be a labor of love if you're going to do it, if you it's ever fun. think that. We, I think most of us up here ask for donations at different times. You know, you, you don't make money off of it. it. It's 
just go basic if, if it works. If you go on iTunes today and go through the BDSM podcast, I'll bet you 95% of them are 10 episodes. And we're done two years ago. The ones that you see are ours up here, Mastercast, a couple other ones. That's it. There's not that many out there that last. So, so same same as DA. Just just use what you got. Get a good mic. Move on. If it works out, then then ask us all, and we'll help you out. Okay. Well, I, I as far as equipment goes, I can't really interject anything because I've done I think 124 With of of them talking into my phone. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm remote from DA. I'm at my place, and he's at his place with all the equipment. So basically, I'm I'm like a phone-in caller, um, and so I can't really say anything about that. But as far as the the other stuff, <coughs> I remember early on we took a bunch of our podcasts and we put them on uh, uh, you YouTube. Yes, yes, yes. I did. I put some. Up to about 35 or 36 on yeah. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, uh, those were the ones that I think a lot of people find us because of that. So I would say that if you want to get your podcast out there, think of unconventional ways of doing it, ways that gets a lot of exposure because, yeah, that whole YouTube thing, um, actually people would search for BDSM possibly on YouTube or something like that. It's much more approachable because... Not a lot of people have the capacity or the willingness to actually download a podcast or listen to it, whereas a lot of people surf around YouTube and are you know willing to watch and see the stuff you know. But we just had you just put a bunch of cheesy slideshows up with them, and <laughs> and uh, but it was amazing the amount of exposure we got from that. So yeah, so think about unconventional ways of getting your podcast out there. Not it notice necessarily totally podcasting so uh, my advice would be if you have uh, more than one host make sure you have more than one microphone so I actually talk lower than Dan does and when we shared a microphone there was no way to split that when we put it out there so he would be very loud and you know I'd be very soft so people would be ripping off their headphones when Dan was talking and then really trying to, to hear me when I was talking so and that was the Probably the major complaint we had at the very beginning, so had to up up the microphone. And I've noticed that DA has had the same problem with Dawn that I have. <laughs> she likes to look where she's talking yes. instead of into the microphone. So we set our microphones across the table from each other, so the microphone's right in front of her mouth. Uh, and I, this YouTube thing, I'm going to check it out. I was not aware of that thing. And I don't know how <laughs> DS is not getting the <laughs> noises I get on my mic, on my podcast right now, so... Uh, little things like that, fighting out from each other. Anybody out there who wants to start a podcast, I have a basement full of equipment that I've gone through. <laughs> I'll buy something, say, well, this sounds like shit, and I'll upgrade, and I'll upgrade, and I'll upgrade. The uh, uh, blue foam over top of your microphone is the Spit Shield. They're about $2. Try spitting. And <laughs> that's why you're not getting the... <laughs> but the guy at the sound equipment store told me I had to spend $40 on this thingamajigger. Yeah. <laughs> To the other uh, point, nice. the, and by the way, in case you're planning on making a living off podcasting, go fuck yourself, yeah. as uh, Kevin Pollock would say. That's going to happen. Uh, you know, it, okay, yeah, there's a there's a Dan Savage out there, uh, and that's it. Nobody else is making a living off of podcasts. Maybe there's some others, not kinksters, <coughs> not like us. And Don and I are probably the worst at self-promotion than anybody else sitting up here. We're always trying to hawk our shit, but the, the reality is, even with sponsors that we get on occasion, even with the bumps... 
Uh, we're probably in the hole. We're in the hole for probably a couple grand still, and who cares, right? It's just so much fun. If I had a, and what we figured out, if if your hobby, if you're a leather crafter as a hobby, or you like making canes as a hobby. And it costs you a couple thousand a year, but you're enjoying the shit out of it. You, you don't mind spending that money. And that's where we're at with it. You know, this Absolutely. is a hobby for us. We love doing it. And it costs us a little bit of money. It's not that big a deal. And sometimes people throw us a bone, and that's great, right? And that's even, that's even that's kind of fun, too, when people believe in you enough to, to say, here, have some money and mention my shit on your show. That, that kind of makes you feel good, too. Um, it, it, you'd mention that. And actually, it's very humbling. Uh, I was I was at a uh, London Munch and someone who had said that uh, they listened to the podcast, they were coming out to the Munch and met them for the first time and they were very nice. <clears throat> um, right, this is my next question. Have you had a humbling moment from a, uh, a listener and if you could share that with us? And I've got two. One was a listener uh, who we'd exchanged some emails, etc., and I was very shocked. I was going to uh, Not Nice, who runs uh, a munch, a social, in uh, St. Catharines. Um, I'll let him tell you the, the name of it. And I was going, and so, so Not Nice and I were at his munch, and we had a listener who came from California to Ontario. He had been up in the state. He was up in the states in, in one of the states, but he still traveled uh, up to Ontario to go to the munch to meet us, and he also asked me to sign his, um, uh, to autograph my book. I I was I was fucking speechless. Mm-hmm. The to to think that he would travel like that and yeah he was uh, yeah this the Niagara King Social is the uh, the event that I run, and he actually yeah went way out of his way to attend that social just so he could meet us. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, am I like some kind of celebrity? For? You know, yeah. I just I never saw that before, right? No. And the other one was the very first time we had a donation. I I, I was this was a, a newbie who uh, messaged me um, the podcast. They're they're in the area, so they came to the London Munch. I I host the BDSM London Munch. And <coughs> pardon me. And she gave an envelope and she said this is for the podcast. And I said, "Oh, well, thank you very much." And I thought it was. It, I looked. I looked, and it was a card. <coughs> and I thought it was, a, you know, like a thank you card. And I thought, oh, that, that's very nice. So I, I, I handed it to my girl. And in retrospect, I feel sorry about that. I should have opened it and looked through it deeper. But when we got home, it was literally a day or two later. My girl says, "Oh, hey, you, you told me to hold on to this." So I, I said, "Oh, yeah, that's right. That just that, that girl was so nice. She was really nice. I, I, I enjoyed meeting her." And then I opened the card, and there was a hundred bucks there. I'm going, holy fuck! And I called, not nice. Holy fuck, we got a donation! Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's always good to open cards when people give them to you, oh, right at that moment. I, again, I, as I said, when I'm in the middle of hosting, and I was actually doing reservations for for Dal Dark Angels Lair uh, play party, and making sure that the newbies were were welcomed and 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 involved. I, I sometimes I'm just a little busy for the, some of the social stuff, which I do a little later in the night. So, yeah, see, and we've we've had the same things happen. We had someone <coughs> from Texas and wanted to. They were coming up for a family wedding and met us at a coffee shop. You know, they knew us through the the podcast and just wanted to meet us and pretty much did the same thing. Gave us a card and and <laughs> you know, there's the donation in there. But 
the, uh, the first one that popped into my head is when we were in Chicago. And we were standing outside of the dungeon, and we were chit-chatting with somebody about the podcast. <laughs> and then this DM starts beelining for us, and I'm like, oh, crap, we've been talking too loud. You know, they're going to tell us to, to, to shh and, and leave the dungeon. And instead, they're like, are you Dan and Dawn? I recognize your voices. And once people started just recognizing not us, like our faces, but our voices, you know, it, it actually kind of felt kind of stalkerish. But, um, <laughs> you know, that was just a very um, it, it intense. Yeah. And, and I was, one of the real humbling things for me is that this is the first event in, and I'm going to say in about two years that I haven't had somebody come up to us and say, we came to this event. It's our first event. We came because you guys said you would be here. And... We wanted to meet you, and you said it'd be safe for us to come to an event, so we wanted to come to our first event. Because nobody go, uh, few people go to their first event and then never go. It's opening the door. Once you've had the courage to open the door, you know, as all of you people sitting here know, you keep coming back because you found your home, right? So it's so gratifying and humbling to help somebody find their home, you know? Um, I'm expected to giggle a lot when I show up, too. (laughs) I remember first meeting D.A., and he's like, you don't giggle as much as I thought you did. (laughs) You know, for for me, it's been um, such a short period of time, really. You know, even though it's been a year, it's flew by. But I remember the first email I got that said, thanks, don't stop what you're doing. I was like, wow. You know, it it was a realization that somebody actually listened to the podcast. You know, so I don't, I, I, I'll, that's the sappy answer, I guess. I haven't been able to really affect people, I think, as much as you guys have. But every time I get one, I it makes me smile each and every time. Because that's, a, for me, that's it. That's why I do it. If you can just send me an email and say thanks, wow. Like, to me, somebody took that time out of their day to do that. That's mm-hmm. amazing. So that's it for me. It, it, okay, anybody else have any more questions before we, uh, we end up? I, I have one more question for you guys. All right. Have you had an experience yet with somebody that, that derated, berated, or mocked, or poo-pooed your podcast? Oh, don't tell me I'm the only one, you fuckers. In, in, in a message? <laughs> like, in a message? Like negative in, feedback, you negative talking. Feedback, negative feedback, right. yeah. yeah. I've gotten mm. some. A, a little bit. Not very much, though. Yeah, I, I've got nothing. I've, I've nothing but praise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I I, can't I think say all the shit goes to DA. <laughs> Every, everything actually filters through me, and I share with with not nice. I do recall one, and I have a really good friend, and she. Uh, okay, I should re- restart that. I have, which probably an acquaintance. I consider her a friend, um, and she has an amazing fucking mind, and and I'm I, I love talking to her, and but she's not allowed to openly respond on FetLife to controversial topics. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while at a munch, I get pulled aside and she... <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the, uh, it, it, the, the one that comes to my mind... I, I've honestly, we've not gotten a lot of negative feedback. Um, and, I, and I'm glad of that. And I hope it's because we do our best to just say it's, it's, it's one idea or it's, it's sharing. But I'm certainly... You guys are double us, eh? And I'm certain there's some that's going to come out there. And I'm open for, for, for negative feedback because it's still feedback. At least I get, even if they deliver it in a negative manner, 
it's still giving me some ideas to think of to maybe perhaps make a change. And I, and I, and I like that. And running events for 15 years, I've actually found that some of the negative feedback can be more beneficial to making improvements than some of the positive. Actually, i got to say the, the most negative feedback I get is from you. because <laughs> you're ugly. I had one, uh, we posted a podcast, and I, I don't remember what it was about, and I posted to some Fat Life group that I thought would be interested, and somebody posted and said, well, I couldn't get past the first 10 seconds. He does that silly voice. I can't even get past that immature shit. So, well, just just to finish up, for us so rudely interrupted, <laughs> I'm looking at Crazy Heart here. Um, this really, really good... Uh, she is such a sharp cookie. She started chewing me out about this topic. And it was it was something that was near and dear to her heart. It was about service. And I, I don't remember at the right this time the actual very, very specifics. But it had to do with she thought I was taking a position on something, which is what you talked earlier about how you present it, mm-hmm. what you're presenting and how you present it. And what was going on really was not nice and I were actually being devil's advocate and throwing out potentials of issues. So I actually told her, I laughed and I said, actually, we are in total agreement on that. I want you to go back and re-listen to the topic because what I said was exactly what you just said that I should have said and you didn't, maybe you missed it. And she did. She went back and she she laughed at me, but, but it's really good because, uh, uh, you know, she she makes me sit up and, and take happy. Now, not Nash, are you going to talk about the uh, uh, breastfeeding one? Well, yeah, we didn't really get negativity from the podcast as much as we got negativity from how we kind of advertised it on Fat Life. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. we 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 went into uh, a, a lactating, a, yeah, lactating mm-hmm. specific group. And yeah, and posted right by we, I mean him, <laughs> and uh, and and they did not really take kindly to it because you know when you get to some of these niche groups, they're at a whole nother level than what we podcast at. And yeah, we, had we, we, we have interviewed one of on them, on a one hundred and one level, yeah. yeah, and we made the mistake, and maybe this is good feedback for people who are thinking about podcasting. We were lack, we were podcasting on on a topic that we don't share this kink, so we we do what we call um, threadcasts, which is on the Dark Side Podcast group in FetLife. We put out a question, and our listeners provide the answers. So on a threadcast, we will bring up the topic, and then we will read our listeners' comments. And maybe we, we have a little yeah, bit of we'll a go together, our, and we'll we'll kind of talk how we feel about it, what we think. You know, maybe you know, as we're educating ourselves, we're hoping that maybe some of our listeners will get educated as well. <coughs> and I thought our listeners actually were helping us learn the basics of lactating, and 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 I don't know if you can hear the tractor in the background, but uh, uh, that'll come through. And oh, there she died. Uh, but. But the thing is, this group was was gave some negative feedback. First off, it was negative, and the people who were being negative hadn't even listened to the podcast. So they were they were upset that yeah, we that's were. That's my favorite. When people yeah. give you shit before they listen to the podcast. Yeah. Oh. They were just uh, kind of like, I don't see that in your your kink list. What do you have a right to talk about my kink? 
And it was kind of interesting, but I think that's been the, the neg most negative. Now, what we did, actually, it was, again, this was not Nice's idea. Okay, um, and you responded to them and said, okay, we were actually trying to do a 101 level. Uh, perhaps someone here in this group would like to come on and we'll do a Lactation 2 uh, podcast. And you can give us some better feedback and ideas for our listeners to be able to explore that down the road. Not a single one responded. Not a sing uh, Several said, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. But not a single one actually came through and, and wanted to be interviewed. Oh, that's an interesting one as far as negatives go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, kind of to, to finish up then. <coughs> um, question is, where do you want your podcast to go? Oh, way to throw that one at me. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess I just, I, I don't want to see then. I, I, it's something that I love to do. Um, I, I, as long as I can find new and interesting people to talk to and tell the stories, that's all I want to do. Just tell people stories. Because every single person here has a different story and a different take on every single topic that we do. And it'll just keep growing. And I just, you know, I get caught up in the numbers too. I want to see how many people are downloading. It's kind of cool to see all that. But really, what it comes down to is when, when you get somebody who says, hey, you know, that really affected me. Thanks a lot. That's really, as long as that keeps happening, that's fine. Until they kick me off, I'm dead, and it goes on after me, I don't really care then. That's it for me. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I find that podcasting is, especially from my end of it, because I'm not doing the technical end of it. I'm just talking on the phone. Then it gets recorded and sent out there. It feels very much like, is very little feedback. You might think we get all kinds of feedback, but we really don't get a whole lot of feedback. Yeah, so I, you I'd put agree. a whole I'd lot like of more. energy into it. It's like having a one-sided conversation. You put a whole lot of energy mm -hmm. into it, you upload it, and you don't get a whole lot back. And that's a very strange feeling that you get. But, you know, learning to, to the little bit of feedback you get and getting more comfortable with it, uh, it's really great. So where it's going to go... Um, no, I, I think we're just going to carry on the same path that we got. Uh, it's it's great because you know, uh, with the people of Kink, it's it's awesome because you won't ever run out of Kinksters to uh, to uh, interview. I hope uh, not. Yeah, but you know, with us, you know, there's maybe only so many subjects out there. But the great thing about PDSM is there really is so many subjects. This is there's so many aspects to what it is that we do that we can talk about. That really, it is almost endless. But we, so. we have, I, I agree, and I was a little worried about that. I was, that was actually a big part. I was worried that we were going to run out of topics and run out of things. But um, we'd always set up the, the anyway, the, the dark side. We set it up, and I put it down as we have three types of, of podcasts. One is an interview, purely what's your story. Uh, one is an opinion piece, which not nice, and I pick a topic. And those are the ones that we're running out of, those picking a topic. And the third one is what I call a threadcast, where we put it out on the internet at, at in the FetLife group. And the reason is, is one of my biggest inspirations for doing a podcast, and that's going to be, I'm going to ask that question next, what's your inspiration for doing a podcast, was um, started by John Baku, and it was uh, This Week in Kink. Yep, they did like 10 of them. They did 10 and died. I was on the 10th, and I killed it. Aww. You bastard. It's true. But I thought that was awesome, the great energy, and I wanted to do that. So that's why one of the things that we do is that threadcast where we put a question out there. 
And I like that because it's a totally different format. So we have multiple formats, so it keeps it fresh and alive. So hopefully we'll last a lot longer. Than, well, we've already done longer than the 10. But it allows our listeners to become part of the podcast. And I like that. I really like that. So I know I'd like for our podcast to reach a wider audience. I'm not too worried about like the number of downloads per month. But um, what I find really amazing is where people come from that have downloaded the podcast. So there's times that we'll get feedback. We've got a running conversation with someone right now in Australia. So, and they'll contact us and, you know, we'll write back and things like that. So we've had, you know, we've got uh, people in England that still write us and Australia, Scotland, um, Italy. There was one, I can never remember how to pronounce this. Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. So I had to look it up on the map. And that's just amazing to me that um, we're reaching people that far out. And I just like to see it reach more people that think they're alone and they're not. Yeah, I don't really have any goals for the podcast at this point where we're going. And it feels self-sustaining and it, and it just keeps... It's like, you know, it's like a perpetual engine at this point. We gave it a push and it's got its own momentum now. It just feels... It would feel really weird to stop doing it at this point. That is true, though, how it seems to... I found after a year it seems to be almost taking off on its own mm-hmm. like it kind of drags me along with it yeah and that's kind of how i like to see it because there's days i don't know about you guys where i got to interview somebody and i had a bad day at work and i'm like i do not want to interview this person <laughs> but five minutes into the interview it's like i'm energized and and really has changed me so i guess we, we could the a's disappeared somewhere um do you guys feel that your podcasts have changed you as a kinkster in, in any way? Has it made you grow? Has it has it has it made you more open? Oh yeah, so, uh, totally. I have become much more open, and uh, educationally has been pretty awesome for me. Anyways, in that you know I, I love to explore, and you know really what what it comes down like I was talking to earlier about getting outside your comfort zone. You grow most. When you, when you really get outside your comfort zone. And, and doing this podcast is one of those pushes that it takes to get yourself there, you know, forcing yourself because you got to get do the podcast, you got to do those things is that, that impetus to get outside your comfort zone. So, yeah, it's because I've spent so much time there doing this, um, you can't help but grow. Mm-hmm. So, well, one of the things I've found is um, exactly what you're saying, not nice, is that you get out of your comfort zone a little bit. And something I found is that, like, when we interview people that talk about, like, kinks and fetishes that I don't get, usually once I interview them, um, one in particular is, like, a tickling fetish. I don't get it. You know, I just never got it. And, and we talked to someone that we knew for a long time that was very much into tickling. And when she started, started describing it, I was able to match it with things that I found in other kinks. So I got what she got out of this fetish that I just never understood before. So absolutely more open to to different mm-hmm. things. How about what has doing a podcast made you not like? I noticed that we as podcasters with microphones, we suck at one last question if you don't mind. <laughs> last question. All right, here's the last question you might like. I noticed that I don't do that. It's DA. Have you got any? I'm like Dan. I can't shut up. 
Have you got it? Have you got any dates because you do a podcast? Hell yeah, baby! Oh, absolutely. Isn't that the point of it? No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, absolutely. We've had I've had people come up to me and say, um, "I feel like I know you. I feel like you're safe, and I feel like I'm willing." And it's always it's been first timers that sometimes actually I'm, currently I'm doing this whole eat the orange thing, so I'm getting some interesting response. But yeah, absolutely. Nice. I can remember one of his in Indianapolis that came up to him wanted to have their picture taken with us down the hallway and then yeah that was a kick-ass scene so absolutely yeah hot not nice had a girl have his initials beat in her with elastics and then <laughs> sent him the picture yeah she posted on fat life it was awesome hot hot nice. you got any more oh yeah just the one uh, yeah my uh the the one that noticed my um my map, you know, they have those sex maps on uh, that you can post the picture. You have the little pins in, you know, your black pin, I'll never do that. A green pin, yes, I've done it. A purple pin, no, I haven't done it, but I'd like to. I got a message from this uh, one listener saying, I noticed that you have a, a purple pin in Barely Legal. And if you want to turn that to green, you got to get here before I turn it uh, uh, 19. <laughs> wow. Damn. Yeah, I'm like, nice. yeah, baby. Well, my only one is uh, I'm going out with uh, Not Nice's Goat tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that goat is too old for me now. <laughs> I'm only into underage goats. <laughs> um, I've had one. And it uh, was kind of interesting. Um, I'd, I'd met this girl. She talked to me. We'd been talking for four years now. And... It, it, it evolved into the podcast as well, I should say. Uh, brief interactions. Uh, the interactions went up uh, remarkably after the podcast started. And uh, uh, now we're actually in a casual relationship. And with some of the power exchange, she sent me one of her journal entries. And I, it made me feel a little weird afterwards. I didn't realize she was like a fan I didn't realize that because the journal entry was how she was, you know, her marriage was failing, etc. And that she was uh, looking around, she'd read some books and they had BDSM and uh, she actually gave me the author and how this author was responsible for many, many orgasms. And then she decided to look on the internet and looked up BDSM, etc. And she started finding some local events, local people. The very first webpage she found was my Dow webpage. So she looked at my bio. But her journal reads, I finally decided to start walking down this path and explore this part of me. My marriage is ending, so I've decided I can, I should, I can look, you know, I owe it to myself to start exploring this. Then I found this webpage from this guy named Dark Angel. And this was in her journal that she copied and pasted to me as a gift of like three years ago, four years ago. And now we uh, we talk daily, we're in the middle of a, a relationship, but it wasn't until just, until that point that I realized I got a date from a fan. <laughs> well, I actually, um, I, I had to think about this a little bit because usually Dan's the one that gets the hot chicks that he gets to play with, 
than our, the podcast listeners. But uh, Dan, you slut. I know he's such a slut. Even though I've got the T-shirt, I have to give it to him. <laughs> but uh, Dan threw me under the bus a couple of years back and said that anybody that wanted to play with me could play the podcast card that they heard on the podcast. That all they had to do was to say they heard there and they could play with me. So I've actually had some really great play sessions by people that have turned in that card. And although it was a short one, um, I played on you last night. Absolutely, and there's still a couple of days left. (laughs) (laughs) I've had uh, the one, too, that I guess I was not even really involved in, except in a one-way thing, and that the one listener said her and her girlfriend like to listen to the podcast while masturbating. So I thought... So that that's kind of interesting too. So it's not I guess, fair. Yeah. <laughs> I want pictures. <laughs> so I'm not really sure how uh, the best way to uh, to to wrap this podcast up. So uh, let's just take it down the road. Uh, this is Dark Angel signing off. This is Crazy Heart, and remember, it's not about me; it's about you, the people of Kink. And I'm not nice. Good night. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. <laughs>